It's time for JT the Brick. It's exactly what I dreaded. The best part is we're not done. Rolling into the Super Bowl, and it's an actual nightmare. I could care less. I don't like these two teams. I don't care about this game. I'm not rooting for either one. Is this a bucket list Super Bowl for you? It is absolutely not for me. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. Let's just have a good time trashing these teams if we don't like them. JT the Brick. Believe it, baby. We're going to Las Vegas, Nevada, to go get us another one. Am I furious about it? Hell yeah, I'm furious about it. The only thing I can tell you is that we got to deal with it. We got to deal with it, and we got to make it work. But if I had my choice, I'd rather do it at Arrowhead. Does that mean you have to root for the Niners? Hell no. You don't have to root for anybody. No one's telling you what to do. The reason to root against the Chiefs, if the Chiefs win this Super Bowl, they are documented a dynasty. I really can't believe this is happening. And now, live from Radio Row. Here's JT the Brick. That is a great open by Bobby. Great job, Bobby. Appreciate that as we open up the show here. Final hour. This is the final hour for me of Radio Row because tomorrow we're at Cafe Americano at Caesars Palace out there on the deck. So I am ready to get off Radio Row. We've had a great time. We've had big shows. We had the biggest guest. I'm sorry we win. We had Stephen A. Smith and Joe Montana. That's pretty big. No one else got that. And we put him in our bank here at Lotus. We're a teammate here. We got Steve Cofield across from me, Lindsay Clay, Tyler are here working, and I think that Vegas should be really proud and proud of Q Myers who put this all together and has us set up at this unbelievable location, which is right off the front entrance when you walk into Radio Row. So everyone sees us, they see our branding, and they see our guest as we open up this final hour of the show. And it's brought to you by Charles Woodson and his iconic brand, Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Charles took it to the next level. He's unbelievable. He's all over Las Vegas now because not only is he a legend, he also has a great experience with Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. It's not your average bourbon. I'm starting to see it in more and more spots. And I hope we have an impact on that because if it's not at your favorite bar or restaurant, ask for Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. Let me know about it, and we'll find a way to get it in there. Charles Woodson and everything that he does for us. We really appreciate Charles. And the entire team at Woodson Bourbon Whiskey, proud partner of the show, and another elite, elite partner that we have that got us to the Super Bowl in Radio Row. Uh, Bill Romanowski is going to join us in a few minutes, so we'll talk to Bill and get a couple of opinions about him. What a defensive player he was. I, I think a Hall of Famer because of the games he played in. All the titles, the NFC Championship games, the AFC Championship games, the Super Bowls, he was able to do it all. So fantastic player. Bill Romanowski will join us here in a couple of minutes. Then Fred Bolitnikoff at the bottom of the hour. We have Spencer Rattler, who's a quarterback who could be a Raider. He's coming out in the draft. I like him a lot. Uh, he didn't pan out at Oklahoma. Ended up going to South Carolina and played well. So he's a good player. He'll join us coming up here in a little bit, too. If you want to get through, we got a phone segment coming up here. 702-365-9200 is the number. And we'll get you on the radio. And all we want is your Super Bowl pick. Uh, most of Raider Nation was not going to go down that road and you know, go pick some players. I think we have Spencer 115. A little bit early. Let, let me jump him in. But if our other guest comes, we have to pause. I got Bill Romanowski. Uh, Bobby, what are we doing here? Talk to me. Do we got Romo or are you trying to get him? He's calling Romo right now. Okay, so it's busy. We got a guest, but we'll wait for him right after that if we can. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. That's live radio. That's how this thing works here on Radio Row. So uh, if we get Bill Romanowski, 
Maybe we'll push him back here a couple of minutes and uh, get that going. Because I want to talk to this college player. He's a good, good player, and we'll get him in here. All right, Spencer, we got time for him. We'll get you in here, and we'll push Bill Romanowski back a few minutes. Is he good to go? Yeah, we're ready to go. Yep, thank you. Spencer Rattler's kind enough to join us, and a very good quarterback, the greatest high school quarterback of his era. Uh, went to Oklahoma, where my son went to Oklahoma, and now the South Carolina move, and now we're ready for the NFL. Great to see you, and congratulations on your career. Let's turn him up a little bit. Thank you very much. We good? Gotcha? Yes, sir. There we go. Perfect. So let's jump in and talk about the adversity you've been through, and that's how that's going to mold you for the NFL. Yeah. I mean, uh, being a quarterback, uh, I feel like it's a positive to go through adversity earlier on in your yeah. career because you know, at one point or not, you're going to hit adversity. Um, and, you know, I, I went through it. Uh, a lot of other guys have went through it. And if you can get out on the other side and be successful, I think you can learn a lot about yourself and grow in a lot of aspects. How was the move to South Carolina from Oklahoma? What were the changes on and off the field that settled you more and had you play at that level? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think just going to a place where, you know, Coach Beamer was awesome, great mm -hmm. players coach, had your back, um, you know, a big culture guy, and just loved playing for him. Um, you know, I feel like moving to a new environment, acclimating into a new spot, uh, you know, gaining trust with your teammates through your work ethic. You know, I didn't come in demanding this and that. Just came in and, you know, was who I was and uh, showed, showed my leadership through my work at first. I know Jim Nagy and you were at the Senior Bowl, and that was a big experience for you. What was it like talking to the coaches before practice, after practice, film study? Take our listeners behind the scenes of that experience. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. I mean, around so many bright minds, a yeah. lot of guys that have been in the game a long time. Uh, learned a lot for sure. Good. I want to talk about your style. Your play inside and outside the pocket, that's a strength. You know, here on Raiders Radio, we have Aiden O'Connell, who you know we have with Jimmy Garoppolo, is no longer here. Caleb's in the draft, obviously, Jaden Daniels. And I look at your ability and what you've done at the age of middle school through high school. you got to think you're as good as all these guys because you were. And you have been for most of your young age. How much of a chip do you have on your shoulder now? Yeah, I mean, I just, I'm confident in what I can do. Yeah. Um, you know, very, very blessed with, with, with a bit, the ability to, to do what I do, um, but never want to get complacent. But, yes, I'm, I'm confident in what I can do and uh, want to keep working and just show, show who I am. What's the big thing you've been working on here in the off season? What do you want to get better at quickly? Um, really just I don't, I don't circle one thing. I, mm. I try to just get better at everything. You know, I think working out, improving your yeah. body, um, you know, strengthening parts of your game you need to. Um, but, yeah, I, I can't circle one thing. I love your deep ball. I love the way the ball comes out and you can run outside the pocket. How does a quarterback, you know, Mahomes is the best example of this, of being accurate on the run and outside the pocket. He can make a lot of wild throws. You've been able to do that. I've seen you on tape. Do you work on that a lot in practice, throwing from hash to hash, throwing that deep ball, throwing every ball that you might have to throw in a game? How does the prep work for you? I think just coming up, that's how we trained. Yeah. Uh, my, me, uh, my quarterback coach and I, Mike Giovanno, trained different arm angles and a lot of this stuff for years. Yeah. And uh, I feel like you naturally have to have it. Um, you know, some guys can do it, some guys can't. But, um, you know, I think working at it since a young age and, you know, having the confidence to go out there and do it, it helps. Who's your all-time favorite quarterback? Who do you look up to? Ooh, all-time favorite. Um, I, I can't be the first one who have asked that. Yeah. <laughs> so, You're the first one that's asked that today. Interesting. Okay. Um, you know, I, I've, I really just like multiple guys. I like to pick yeah. tits and bits from guys' games. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, Stafford, Brady, uh, Mahomes. I like to, you know, because they all got unique qualities, and I like to try to implement what they do into my game. I know? like what you just said there with um, Stafford. Yeah. And the way he came about this year, he was yeah. so fit. And 
One last thing on this is your fitness, you're young, you're in great shape. Stafford got back into his fitness again and had a monster year. What a cannon he has. He's, he's got a great arm and can make every throw. Did you, you play baseball in uh, high school? What played, was your other sport? I played basketball in high school. Good. Uh, but played baseball coming up. Yep. Good. So you're a three-sport athlete coming up yep. and sticking there now. So what are we promoting? What can we help you with here? Shoot, just... I'm out here having a good, good. time. Uh, so you're not promoting a product or uh, anything good? You're not selling anything, just nope, yourself. That's right, just myself. So well, well, good. Happy, happy to be out here and, and, and connect. I wanted to meet you and say congratulations and kick ass at the next level. I think you're going to surprise everyone yes, and have an unbelievable career. Thanks Thank for coming you. on, man. Appreciate, Appreciate that. it, Spencer. Yep. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Outstanding. You too. Spencer Rattler joining us from South Carolina getting ready for the draft. I think that's a guy who could be a Raider. No doubt about it. He could be a Raider. Uh, he's got the ability, if the Raiders wanted to wait and not get into that top group, this kid could play, and he went through some adversity. So we're waiting on Bill Romanowski. We're going to figure that out coming up on the other side. Uh, Tom Pelissero is an insider who knows a lot about football, and we had Tom Pelissero on the set. Uh, here's our conversation along with Eddie Pascal as we sat down with a guy who knows a lot about Raider football and maybe what the Raiders should do next. I think it makes perfect sense. You know, I talked to AP yesterday. I saw him over here, and he was, you know, saying like, "Well, you know, 48 hours ago, I thought I had one guy. I left the building, and he was gone." But like, he he's really fired up about Luke Getzey because you got to remember, it was at the end of the Josh McDaniels era where they came in there with a backup quarterback who was a Division II undrafted rookie and laid it on a really good Raiders defense. That really stuck with Antonio. It was part of the reason he was interested in Luke Getzey. You know, Luke's a he's a great guy. He's a really sharp mind. He had a really good relationship with Aaron Rodgers when they were together in Green Bay. And frankly, he dealt with a quarterback situation where the play was so up and down. We've all seen the flashes with Justin Fields. We've seen him have games like he did against Washington this year where he just lights it up. And you're like, okay, here we go. And then the play tends to be a little bit uneven here. So I know Luke's fired up about uh, coming out to Vegas. You know, it's going to be, I think, a, a really interesting situation that portends well if, in fact, the Raiders go and get a young quarterback for him to work with who can run maybe a little bit closer to the system that he would ultimately like to have in place. You know, Tom, JT and I have talked a lot about today and really over the past couple weeks about Antonio surrounding himself with folks who have a lot of experience, right? AP is certainly the first His time. His chairs are luxurious. I'm going to take they advantage They are very now. nice. I got to give Raiders the credit to our chairs. production guys. Yeah. They, we, Tom, a meticulous process yeah. to get these chairs. Very meticulous. But, you know, we talk about AP adding folks around him that have experience, that, that, that have been there, done that. What does it say about him as a coach, as a leader, as a, as a CEO of a football team that says, hey, I want to bring guys around me that have done, been there, done that, and done it at a high level? I think it was really smart. I wrote the story back, whatever that was, like two months ago about how he had Marvin Lewis in the building, and he had he was talking to Tom Coughlin. He was in the building at that time. And then so was Adam Gase, who had a relationship with Bull Hardigree and, and Champ Kelly. But he brought those guys in. He had them sitting in on the meetings. And just giving him feedback on everything from the scheduling to the practice scripts to scheme, like whatever they could contribute. I thought that that showed a great level of awareness on the part of Antonio Pierce. Because there's a lot of guys who would bunker down and act like, I got this, I got this. And to a certain degree, he certainly embraced that opportunity, but he also knew, I haven't done this before. I haven't been around that many different things, so let me bring in some people who have been in this chair in the past and see what I can glean from them. Marvin sticking around you know, as the assistant yeah. head coach, or whatever the title ends up being, I think is, you know, is great for Antonio to have a resource like that in the building. And the Raiders also, as they went through the GM process, you know, part of the reason they got the Tom Telesco was not having 
two first-timers together they thought was going to be a benefit. You know, Tom's a really steady human being. He is well-liked, well-respected within the league. He knows that division really well, too. Um, and it speaks to what the Raiders have going for them from, you know, an iconic franchise, a great practice facility, phenomenal yeah. stadium, some big-time pieces on the roster, albeit don't necessarily have the quarterback yet. Yeah. A lot of work to be done around them. But they have a lot going for them that Tom Telesco would take this job coming off 11 years with the Chargers. Tom Pelissero joins us. So read the tea leaves here. This is fascinating to me. Getsy comes in. Does that say no Justin Fields because he wanted to get away and start fresh with the Raiders? Do you have Justin Fields in play? Baker Mayfield is a free agent. Obviously, Kirk Cousins are all expensive. Unwinding Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell. They broke the glass and put him in, and he played well. 63 points to beat uh, Kansas City at Arrowhead. What do you sense the Raiders can do? Because at 13, I don't think you can get Jaden Daniels. You can't get Drake May or Caleb unless you give up a lot to move up. Well, you might have to give up a lot and try to yeah. move up. I mean, well, that's certainly a possibility yeah, yeah. here. I mean, I would anticipate that they want to look the quarterback direction in the draft. They did the veteran thing last year with Jimmy. A lot of different reasons that didn't work out, principal among them. Jimmy, story of his career, times he plays really well, and then he gets hurt. You know, he's always battled uh, injuries throughout the course of his career. You know, Aiden O'Connell is certainly not a throwaway. No, he's just, right you point. know, yeah. they probably look at him as more of a, you know, a backup type of guy or somebody who's going to compete. With O'Connell, too, you know, he's a, he's a pure pocket passer. He's an old-school, big-body, you know, not-the-fastest-feet type of guy. Mm-hmm. That doesn't play for a lot of teams in the league. With Josh, it made sense because Josh had Tom Brady forever. And Tom Brady wasn't going to run, but he did have enough awareness and he had a quick release. And those are kind of the same traits that Aiden O'Connell has. Um, Now with Luke Getze coming in, you know, he's used to working with an Aaron Rodgers and having somebody who's going to create a little bit. Not saying that Aiden O'Connell won't be the starting quarterback, but I certainly think that they'll look for somebody might be a little bit different type of a fit. They would love to go and get one in the draft. Yeah. Mark Davis would love to go get one in the draft. There's an obvious connection between uh, Jaden Daniels and Antonio Pierce going back to Arizona State. Will they actually be able to pull that off? Like you said, it's going to take a lot, but never say never. You know, it's on one move that I feel has kind of fallen under the radar a little bit that we haven't talked about enough is Patrick Graham back in Silver yeah. and Black, a guy who was interviewed for head coaching jobs, a guy in JT and I have talked about, yeah. not only are you huge fans of him personally, but what he did with this Raiders defense in 2023, incredibly impressive. How important is it? What was it to have PG back in the mix going forward? Well, I think that that's, that's huge. You know, Patrick Graham, I think, didn't get talked about enough because we were all, and really so, kind of obsessed with the Antonio Pierce effect and what he was doing, the energy that he was bringing in the building, but what carried that team? What made the Raiders competitive the first half of that season, and then what allowed them to win those games? They weren't lighting the thing up. Even when they lost, I mean, what did they give up? Nine points to Minnesota? Mm-hmm. Like, that defense was unbelievable. And I give Pat Graham a lot of credit for this. You know, there were times, I think, in the course of his career, because he coaches guys hard, and they generally respect him for it, but there are times where some players would get frustrated with being coached hard all the time. And Patrick really evolved as a coach, and he he changed in his second year with the Raiders, and you talk to players about it, and they say he was fantastic in terms of how he interacted with them, in terms of the scheme, everything else here. There's a reason he keeps getting head coaching interviews. He'll be a head coach eventually. He's unbelievably smart. He knows how to mix things up. And, I mean, if Patrick Graham had become available, he would have been one of the hottest defensive coordinator names out there, but the Raiders never wanted to let him out of the building. Tom, all the years I've been talking to you, I wonder if the league is evolving into this player-coach thing because the old-timers in the gold jackets tell me, look, 
we played for who we played for. Now the Raiders are having victory cigars. Max is going out in public wanting to fight for the coach who's now the coach. Where are we with the league now when Bill Belichick doesn't get hired in a cycle like this? Mike Vrabel, yeah. Pete Carroll, and then you see a guy who all the players fought for. Is this a trend going forward in the league? I think you nailed it. And I think that to me, the biggest trend in the hiring cycle was positive reinforcement mm-hmm. culture. You know, AP, you know, there's, there's more to him. He's not, he's not strictly a rah-rah guy. Absolutely. But it's, it's the positive juice. And that's a big reason it resonated with players. I think that, you know, you saw the Patriots promote Gerard Mayo. He's essentially a motivational speaker. You got guys like Brian Callahan, more level personality but positive reinforcement. Dave Canales, super positive guy. My belief is that a lot of teams look around at Dan Campbell in Detroit and D'Amico Ryan's in Houston and the level of success they're having and saying, wait a second. So you can bring everybody together and have fun and have positivity and still win? Like that sounds better if you're an owner. And that's to take nothing away from a Bill Belichick who might be the greatest coach of all time. But there's a lot of negative reinforcement in that culture. And you talk to any player in New England, they'll say Bill will give it to you harder on Mondays when you win than when you lose. And that's part of what has made him success is because he's such a perfectionist all the time. Mike Vrabel, there's also a negative reinforcement aspect to his culture. And players love playing for Vrabel, a lot of them anyway. But it's not always that same type of a collaborative environment. I think that above all else, this is the trend right now, and these trends change, as you know, because then when one trend doesn't work, everybody goes back the other direction. But right now it seems like let's get the people who are going to bring everybody together. They're going to make a positive thing in the building. You see all the buzzwords, collaboration and alignment. Let's do that. It's a shift away from the football god type, which we've had for a long time, going back to you know Parcells, who of course begot Bill Belichick, sure. Belichick, Coach Vrabel, that lineage, and Josh, of course, is part of that tree, too. I mean, Josh, Josh McDaniels is a really good football coach. Absolutely. Coming from where the Raiders were and that culture to Josh and now going back, you're going, it's a big-time shift. Josh probably wasn't the right person for this team right now, and that became apparent. Josh will go somewhere else and be successful, but right now, Antonio Pierce made clear much of an option. This is it. This is what you're going to do. Yeah, it's AP time. It's AP time. It is his time. I hope you enjoyed that. Tom Pelissero knows the Raiders as good as anyone. The three guys we had on this week that are national guys that know the Raiders perfectly are Ian Rappaport, no doubt about it, Ian Rappaport, Albert Breer, and Tom Pelissero. They are NFL reporters. They know every team, but for whatever reason, tight with Telesco or they were tight with Dave Ziegler or someone before, they know the Raiders cold. All of them know them inside out. And they seem to be okay with Getze. We didn't say, hey, come on the show and say good things about Luke Getze. We never said that. We said, come on and tell us what you thought. And they were able to do that. And uh, they seem to think it's all good. And they think they're in pretty good hands here. We'll see what's going to happen. Devontae Adams was also speaking about this too. We'll get that on the other side, what Devontae had to say about this. Because, again, I've said this. Here it is, Paul Gutierrez. Uh, put this out on social media. Wide receiver Devontae Adams said he's really excited about Luke Getze becoming OC. They came into the NFL together in 2014 with the Packers. Quote, that was a good feeling knowing a guy that I've worked with is here. I know how he works. I know how his mind works. So this is from Paul Gutierrez. We've had success together, so it's definitely exciting. Getze was a Packer, uh, OC coach, a quarterback coach in 2014-15. 
uh, when Adams was there. He was his position coach in 16-17, quarterback coach in 19. Look at this, quarterback coach and passing game coordinator in 2020 and 21. So that was the question that I needed to have confirmed, and we just had it. Paul Gutierrez says Devontae's really excited about the move, and I think that's very important because if Devontae's not happy, no one's happy. I want to thank the DeCastaverde Law Group. The brothers have your back. I drove in today. My wife's been helping me drive in here. Today I was running late, and as I was driving down, getting off at Mandalay Bay, kind of off of Russell Road, I saw the two billboards, the brothers have your back. Alex in Orlando to Castaverde. If you get into an accident, 702-222-9999. The brothers have your back with the legacy of their father. You need an attorney that will help you. I hope you don't need one, but when you do, I got the two for you. The brothers have your back, the DeCastaverde Law Group. Proud partner of our show as we're live from Radio Row, and they did a big deal with us trying to get them here, and uh, they were able to pull it off. I appreciate that. My old school guys are here, man. Wow. Fred Bolitnikoff is in the building. He'll join us next. Lee Steinberg joins us after that. And then I am getting the hell out of here. I'm going to have a bucket of Modelo's, a cigar tonight, and uh, get back and do it all again tomorrow. We'll be back with Fred Bolitnikoff. JT back on Radio Row. Fred Bolitnikoff on his way here, which is a big deal. His only radio interview coming up. Also, the great wide receiver Tim Brown, kind enough to join us. My conversation with the great wide receiver as Timmy is welcome to Las Vegas because he's been here before. A little bit of a travel hiccup, but good to have you, Timmy. Oh, boy, I tell you what, man. It was, uh, <laughs> it was not bad until I got here. It's like, what the world is going on? Was that a was that a ground hold for the plane or a little bit of delay? What happened once you got here? Man, well, it was, you know, I, I ended up not getting to the hotel till one thirty in the morning, man. You know, everything just slowed down, you know. The train, the tram wasn't working in the airport, oh. nothing. It was like the heck. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you're here in a good I didn't place. Have early morning. Uh, thank God for that. And uh, we know how much you love to golf when you're in Vegas and on the road with Marcus. And I don't think that could happen till later in the week, man, because it is wet and soggy. But great to have you. Tim, when did you realize that Vegas was finally going to come to fruition and we'd have a Super Bowl eventually? I was uh, sitting in the suite with uh, Mark Bedane back in 2017. And with tears in his eyes, he told me, that they were going to have to leave Oakland. And, you know, wasn't happy about it. It wasn't a, a, a jump up and down moment because, of course, his team, you know, uh, you know, wanted to be in Oakland. But Oakland didn't want them, it, it felt like. So, uh, so you know, I felt like, uh, you know, I, I, I walked out that suite really shaking my head, not believing that, you know, this team was not going to be in California anymore. But, you know, I think the best thing happened for the Raiders, no doubt about it. I think this home that they have here is really uh, unbelievable. And, uh, you know, I couldn't have dreamt of anything better for the team, for sure. No doubt about it. And then, Timmy, it starts to happen here. And I remember our initial conversations with you on radio, and you understood the depth of Oakland and Los Angeles, and other teams have moved in the past, too. It just felt like Vegas was right 
because it would be a global hub, not only for the Raiders, but for the NFL. And all these owners, Tim, are making money now because of the sports gambling in Vegas and uh, the opening up of a new market. <laughs> then, you know, SoFi, SoFi Stadium with the Rams and now Jim Harbaugh with the Chargers. And now I, I'm sure you saw the news this week. The Eagles are going to open up the season in Brazil. in Brazil. So things are getting crazy. What do you think of that? Uh, well, nothing like money to change somebody's mind, right? You know what I mean? So uh, it, it's really, really amazing, man. You know, what's happened, you know who would ever thought not only wouldn't, wouldn't a, a team been in, in Vegas, but the Super Bowl would be here, you know, 15 years ago. I mean, when I retired, they, there's no way they would have done that back in 2005. No, no one was thinking about that, you know. So uh, it, it's really, really amazing what has happened. And, um, um you know, but it's, it's great for the league and it's great for these players. And, uh, you know, so it, it should be great for, for the fans. Tim Brown joins us, the Hall of Fame and the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, Timmy, what do you think about these receivers for the 49ers, Ayuk and Debo Samuel? Debo's different. You can hand him the ball off in the backfield. He can run up the middle. He can, he can do so many things. And when he gets the ball over the middle of the field, big, solid guy, hard to bring down, and Kittle the tight end. Yeah, he's hard to bring down because nobody wants to tackle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's just a totally different game th- today. I mean, I mentioned Debo Samuel play, play the game, man. You know, mm-hmm. it's really like he is creating a new position on the field. Uh, you know, something that we've really never seen at that position before. So, um, you know, I think he has to be a little careful now. I think he's understanding that his body, you know, you know, can't take mm-hmm. all that banging. He, you know, so there's a time to bang and there's a time to get out of bounds. And I'm sure we'll see him be a lot smarter, you know, in this game and, and certainly in the future. But, uh, yeah, you know, I use, man, when you think about these guys and their ability to do what they do on the field, you know, Kittle, you know, great mm-hmm. uh, a route running tight end. And obviously you got to think about McCaffrey because, you know, he's one of the best in the business coming out the backfield, if not the best. So, um, makes it very tough, no doubt. You know, this Kansas City defense has played light, lights out the last four or five weeks, but uh, they're going to have their hands full on Sunday night. Tim Brown, as we wrap it up, and Tim with Mahomes and the ability to compete against Tom Brady and to go up against Elway, and if you look at the Mount Rushmore of quarterbacks, you don't move Joe Montana. There's a few of them here, but, you know, we always have this conversation in sports about Michael and LeBron and Kobe, and we look back. At the, a Super Bowl win for Mahomes really elevates him into that kind of Mount Rushmore era, like already with a lot of years left in front of him. Do you think so? Because a Super Bowl win here to give him another one at his age with the numbers he's putting up and especially all the playoff wins that he has on top of possibly the Super Bowl, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, you know, I think what has been so remarkable about him this year is he has really had to will his team to this point. You know, when you look at, you know, the the drops that they had early in the year and even Travis, you know, Kelsey not playing up to his ability, you know, for a minute there. He's been lights out, obviously, throughout the playoffs. The playoffs. But, you know, when you watch Mahomes play and how methodical he is uh, getting, making these plays happen, it's, it's really remarkable, man. I don't know in my, in my time in the NFL if I've ever seen a quarterback really do what Mahomes is doing and that is really putting his team on the on his back and say y'all follow me and I'll get you guys to Vegas and we'll see what happens then and that's exactly what he's done 
And I, I can't wait to watch this game, man. I think it's going to be an incredible contest. You know, you got two incredible offenses, and you know, you know, you, you talk about incredible offenses, but you know, you, you you wonder if Purdy can handle this pressure. And I guess we're all going to find that out on on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Tim, last one. We've had a lot of conversations about the Raiders. You good with Antonio Pierce? From what you've seen, I had him on to, I had him on earlier, and he was just jumping through the microphone and he's telling every alumni this is different now and that the players yeah. stood with him to help get the job. What do you think of the Raiders going forward with this head coach? Well, you know, yes, 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 yes. Everything you said, I, I think that what, uh, what he, what he's bringing back to, uh, to this team is really what Art Shell did back in 89, where he wanted a sense of toughness. You know, when, when we, we had the biggest offensive line in football. He wanted them to be the baddest offensive line. If you got a personal foul every once in a while, okay, we'll we deal with that. You know what I mean? That's the way. That's mm-hmm. the way we play the game. You know what I mean? And and um, you know, but he he wanted this this offense to be a very tough-minded offense, and I think that's what Antonio is trying to do. You know, um, you know, he wants to run the ball. He wants an offensive coordinator that wants to run the ball primarily and, and set up play action passes and things of that nature. So, I mean, that's a mentality. That's a type of football that we hadn't seen in a while, you know. So uh, it's going to really be up to the team to adapt that that philosophy and be able to go out and, and uh, perform week in and week out. Again, that's a tough, tough way to play this game, you know, but at the same time it can be very, very successful because the defense don't want you to, to pound, pound, pound. They want you to, you know, pick the ball up and throw it. That way they can, you know, mm-hmm. rush the quarterback, you know. so. Yeah, Tim, I know your wife's got a fashion event. you got top golf. Anything else we can promote for you? I know you're going to be real busy the next couple of days here in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple things happening. We're doing Elizabeth Smart, you know, um, which mm-hmm. uh, I'm fascinated by. You know, this young lady's story is incredible. And, uh, you know, want to try and shed a light on, on what she went through and, you know, what we know is a problem uh, around this time of the year and, and basically every year and, and every weekend in, in, um, in, in the United States. But, um, and also my wife is having her NFL White's fashion show on Friday, so looking forward to that. And uh, I'll be there with a big smile on my face, you know, JT. Being a, big, being a good boy. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. Take care. Have a good rest of your trip. I'll see you a bunch here. Thank you. Take care, brother. All right, I didn't plan that, but I go from Tim Brown to Fred Bolitnikoff, the Hall of Famer, Uh the MVP of Super Bowl XI. You made it to Radio Row, Freddie. My God, I'll tell you what, this is a hike. It is a real hike. Ten cents a mile. You walk walk the distance of Mandalay Bay to get here. How are you? Good to see you in town. Yeah, it's good to be here. It's great to be here. Once more, being back in Las Vegas, being here for such a great event, of course, the Super Bowl. You know, and you, it, it is what it is. Freddie, it's incredible. You have your, I won't give it all away, but you got something big going on during the game at the Super Bowl. You come back. You came back to all the other great events in your career, the Hall of Fame. We see you all the time. But for you and Mark Davis and your wife, Angela, to be in Vegas for the Super Bowl, that's going to be a great memory, <laughs> huh? Oh, absolutely. You know, who, who would have thought when, yeah. when a team first moved down here? You know, it's been such a great. I mean, it's, it's, it's good for the team. Yeah. And everybody in the organization, because, uh, you know, you only get so many rewards. And this is like one of the rewards that they're going to be able to have and, and always embrace and remember. And uh, all the, uh, the busyness, the, the, 
the problems, the good times, yeah. whatever. So it's going to be good for the organization and for Mark and Mrs. Davis. And, and it's good for everybody that's, that's yeah. a Raider, involved with the Raiders. Uh, old school Vegas, when you first came here. <laughs> now you first came here as a player. So from Florida State to the Raiders, you start to make a little bit of money. Things are going well for you. Then when you started to work here a little bit. Tell us that well, story in the offseason. Listen, coming to Vegas was a lot better than going down to Monticello, Florida for the dog races at Camp Right, Lake. right. There you go. <laughs> but, uh, but, no, it's, it's, you know, back then at that period of time, you know, it was, a, I don't want to say a lot more low-key, yeah. but it was a whole different atmosphere, a whole different type of organizational stuff that was involved with the casinos. Right. But the one thing I always remember was the fact that, you know, what was really a treat is being able to go to a dinner show. Right. That, that, was, that was the thing, you know. So everybody zeroed in, uh, going to a dinner show, and every place had a dinner show. So, you know, you always had to make reservations, and uh, luckily, I had some people that could you make had, reservations yeah, you for me. You had some me. people to help me with All that. All right. So that, that, was, that was the whole deal then. You know, it was a lot smaller, a lot more fun, a lot more personal. And uh, the golf courses were always open. You didn't have to wait in line or, or try to get a reservation sure. to play golf. And uh, we did all of that. And uh, I knew a lot of people in the casino business that were working here at the time. So it was fun. It was actually a really, really great time. Fred Bolitnikoff joins us, the Hall of Famer, Super Bowl eleven MVP. A couple of football things now. There's a new OC, likes to run the ball. Yeah, Luke Getzey, so we'll see what yeah, happens yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, Antonio Pierce, when you saw him fighting for that job to keep it as the interim coach and the team come together down the stretch and win that game on Christmas in Kansas City, your thoughts on the job that AP did down the stretch? Well, he did a great job. Yeah, You know, it was a fantastic job. He got the energy level back up and rolling on the sideline in the locker room and the organization uh, on the field. And you could see the players had a whole different type of attitude and, you know, going out there and playing. And it was just a whole different atmosphere that he created for the players. And, and it's, it's really spread, you know. And, and, you know, just taking over a team at that period of time, he had, what, like nine games to go. He ends up going five and four, yeah. which is good beats Kansas City. And, uh, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, you know, and it's, it's good to have somebody like him, like AP, you know, up and down yeah. that sideline. And, and, I mean, all the guys love him. And yeah. I wanted to jump in and say this about you because you're at all the games and you come to as many as you can. And for him to reach out to you and that what he just said about the alumni, you've heard that from every coach. Every coach says, hey, we're going to bring the Raider alumni back. Mm-hmm. We used to do it in Napa. Yeah. He is super sincere about it. I mean, growing oh, yeah. up as a kid in L.A. and now what you guys mean to him, I really think he's going to lean on you more, Marvin Lewis, Tom yeah. Coughlin. I think the team has got an energy level now, and they've always had respect for you and the alumni, but I just feel like this is right. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know, I believe the alumni is really number one. Number one as far as yeah. away from the players mm-hmm. on his mind, you know, making sure that he sees those guys are invited. You know, not only to the facility, but coming to the games, mm-hmm. seeing them. Like, I see them on the sideline. Because I get there early. You know yeah, that you all the time. you do get there early. You I like to hang, be there early. I go hang out. You know, then, then when the chaos starts, I leave. Okay? But, but, it, but it's good to see them uh, reaching out to the alumni. And uh, it, makes, it makes all those guys feel good that played. Fred Bolitnikoff, Hall of Famer. So as we wrap this up, the honor that they're going to have for you at the game with Jim Plunkett and Marcus as the Raiders Super Bowl MVPs, it's a big deal. And uh, I don't get too emotional, only if we're having a couple of <laughs> couple of sodas at night. But 
This has got to be really special because everyone asks you about Super Bowl Eleven and the MVP, but I know how much Mrs. Davis means to you. And oh, yeah. she's with us, and to know that they're going to pay tribute to you before the game and be a part of that, I think it's got to be a big full circle moment for the Bolitnikovs and the Davis family. Well, you know, not, not only that, with, with Jim and Marcus, you know, there's not too many times you see the three of us together. Uh, you know, a very, very few times, and, and to be able to do something like this is it has yeah. special meaning to all three of us. I, I, I know, I know, I'm speaking for those guys. If they don't like it, it's too bad. But I know I'm speaking for them. But I know they'll love it. They're part of it. They're part of the Super Bowl. Part of the lighting the torch. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow! And you know, well, I heard about that, by the way, because my my <laughs> wife tells me there was some rumor going on that they were going to cover up the torch for the Super Bowl and do some seats in. I'm like, that no, they're not. And, that, and then I find out you're lighting the torch at the Super Bowl with Marcus yeah. and Jim Plunkin, and I said. Yes, because you've done that before yeah. in Oakland and here. But to yeah. do it for the Super Bowl with know, 148 a, million people watching, it's, it's going to be pretty special. cool. It really yeah. is something special, and it uh, it means the world to me. I know it and does. And of course, you know, you know how I feel about Mrs. Davis and Mark. You know, I love them to death, and uh, I've, I've been with them all my life, basically. You have been. So tonight you know? we have Dick Jaws, the cigar party. You'll be yeah, there for a little bit. See the Polish rifle. You'll see yeah. the Polish rifle, and it's yeah. for a great cause, Gridiron Greats, yeah. that helps out former players yeah. that are that, that need the money for surgeries yeah. and need help in life. And I know that means something to you. Oh, it sure does. You know, it means it means there's somebody that cares about you. Yeah. You know, I don't know. You know, it's been always been a struggle. You know, over the years with the actual with the NFL. So guys outside the NFL have to have to take over, and Mike's been able to do that. And then Jaws has taken over, and uh, Mike's still involved. But but it's good to have somebody like that because they're both tough guys. They fight for what they yep. want. They fight for what they what is right for the for the ex players and retired players. I know I'll say this for Q, our program director and one of the hosts and our entire brand here. This is the only interview you've done. On Radio Row, and it's pretty yeah. big. You came here to sit down with Raider Nation Radio. Well, now I met him deal. finally. Not, not, you know, not when he calls hell? you. Yeah. Now when he calls yeah, you, yeah, you can get that going. I know you're going to do Boots, too. Yeah. I will see you tonight. Uh, okay, Julie good. and I will be there. We'll hang out yep. with you and Angela and a bunch of our other friends. And right, uh, get some rest. Have a good time. Yep. And thanks for our great staff here for okay. bringing you here, too. Thank you again. Oh, you're the best. Right. You're like a father to All me, right. as I said. Well, there he is, everybody. You take care. I'll see you a little bit later. Okay. Fred Bolitnikoff joining us as we are thrilled thrilled that we made that happen thanks ladies really appreciate you doing that appreciate it good to see you love you there's fred bolitnikoff there he is there he is wow that was it get emotional when doing that man that's freddie see you freddie see you tonight uh lee steinberg will join us next Hi, Patrick. Um, Chris Jones talked about the fact that you guys are now becoming like the villains of the NFL. There's a growing narrative out there. I know everyone prefers to be liked, but is it a role that you kind of enjoy in a way? Do you feed off of that? Um, not necessarily. I think uh, I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible. 
JT, back with you as we wrap it up. Thanks again to Fred Bolitnikoff. That was brought to you by La Casa Cigars and Lounge in Tivoli Village, the walk-in humidor, over 500 cigar labels to choose from. Mike and his lovely wife are going to be with us tonight at the Ditka Jaws party. He's going to be supplying not only cigars, but a lot of the atmosphere there. He's fantastic. I want to thank them also as our proud partner of the Super Bowl. Live local entertainment seven nights a week. Private memberships are available, La Casa Cigars and Lounge at Tivoli Village and online at lacasacigars.com. We're waiting on Lee Steinberg, who I don't think he realizes our show ends in five minutes, and he's kind of just chilling over there, which is fine. I'll let him know that, but we are running out of time, and uh, thanks again to everybody who set up these shows. It is absolutely packed here now. You know, it gets going on Tuesday, then it kind of starts to explode on Wednesday. Then Thursday, it starts to hemorrhage. And then all of a sudden, we get to that point where it's Friday. And Friday tomorrow, we'll be ready to go. Got to get Lee Steinberg right up here for a second because we got a few moments left in the show with my maybe my longest tenured Radio Row guest of all time. Good to see you, my friend. How are you? Throw that on, and we'll get going here. Lee Steinberg who's had such a big path in my career with all of his clients that I've spoken to over my career. We'll pull that up there a little bit, Lee, and good to see you. we got about five or six minutes before the end of the show. I want to talk about the party, but your value system, where are you at spiritually and mentally with your family and friends? Um, still trying to do the same thing, which is to be a good father, a good son, a good friend, and make a positive difference in the world and leave the world a little better off than we found it. No doubt. Now, if you look at this logo behind me, what would Al Davis think of Raider Nation Radio in Las Vegas, his flagship team, flagship radio station that we have now? And we have no interference from the Bay Area stations that kind of used to bust our balls back in the day. We have our own ones now. I know. Well, I, I listen to you all the time. Appreciate I'm a regular that. listener. I heard you the other night, as a matter of fact. Yep. Um, so um, what would he think? He'd be on the cutting edge. Yeah. He was always progressive. He was looking for innovation. And so he would get all this. Yeah, he would get it. Uh, tell us about the party, the sponsors, everything that's built around this and why this one. Look, I mean, we've been friends a long time. I've been to all your parties. To have one in Vegas, this has got to be a big moment for you because you pulled off some of the greatest parties in Super Bowl history. I remember you at the Houston one with yeah. all the fish. Yeah. Um, talking to John Gruden. Right. But um, the, our charity is Special Olympics. Good. Um, we're having a celebrity poker tournament with uh, Jamie Gold and Phil uh, Helmuth. Uh, yep. Um, we're doing a, a special esports competition between Michigan and Michigan State to nice. show esports. We have the Brain Body Lounge with hyperbaric oxygen and stem cells and healing mm. modalities. And we have the Concussion Conference, which has got a bunch of neurologists talking about uh, how to restore a concussed brain. Lee Steinberg joins us. I remember the summit that you had in Los Angeles before the party and I sat there and I was there for all of it and I walked away saying what's so great about this party is you think you get to meet people but you get to learn and yet there's a there's a seriousness to this before the doors open and everyone goes and has a good time and the same thing will be uh, true this year we give humanitarian awards mm -hmm. um, uh, the president of the Chicago Bears Kevin Warren mm -hmm. getting one we try to feed the positive things and uh, 
Oh, incidentally, having a quarterback in the game is a little bit of fun. Well, we're going to wrap it up with that because you've had the greatest quarterbacks of all time from, I always mention Steve Young's book and how great that was and that path and you from Berkeley and your life. Patrick special, we knew that already, but I didn't think this was the year they were going to get there, Lee, about halfway through the season. They were dropping every ball he was throwing. I didn't think Steve Spagnola had the defense that could play at this level, and look at it now. What flipped? What, <clears throat> what flipped is that in adversity, you know, you've thrown a couple interceptions, the crowd is booing, they're dropping your passes. Um, what do you do then? What do you do? Yeah. Can you adopt a quiet mind, compartmentalize, and elevate your level of play? So they had some rocky middle-of-the-season games. and uh, But now it's for real. <laughs> They've turned it back on. Lee Steinberg, what other quarterback can you compare to Patrick? Maybe mentally, not so much with the game outside the pocket, but just his overall men brain. Men mentally, Steve Young. Steve Young. Um, because Patrick's a real scholar of the game, mm -hmm. and he's got an eidetic memory, JT, so he can visualize every play he ever played in football and remember it and not go back and make the mistake. Very interesting. Finally, I know you'll take this as a little joke, but we can't have Kansas City win in our building. And Mark, you know Mark. We always told the story of you and Mark sitting at the top of yeah. Oakland Coliseum. <laughs> Mark has been very gracious to you and you to him, but... For me, been an employee for 25 years, Kansas City winning in our building, working out in our practice facility, and passing the Raiders <laughs> with four Super Bowls instead of the Raiders three. And we all know the Raiders should have more than that. That'd be a gut punch to Raider Nation. It would be. I look at it the other way. Okay. That at least they're Western, you know, in the same conference. And if you yeah. couldn't win, then maybe Denver could win, or maybe the, you know, the Chargers could win, and and everything the only team in my whole career because players give me tickets that i had season tickets to the raiders from law school on and i kept them when they went to los angeles and you can go to any game you want with me with my season tickets i'll see you tomorrow at the party or for saturday at the party yes. excited to be there my wife and i are always looking forward to seeing you thanks for doing this thank you there he is everybody lee steinberg appreciate his time that is the perfect way. Q's got a monster show coming up. We threaded the needle with Fred Bolitnikoff and Lee Steinberg, and uh, appreciate that. We'll be at Lee's party on Saturday. And that is a wrap for me. Bobby, good job. We want to thank all of our partners again. We'll get to all of them tomorrow. Here's the big deal. Tomorrow, we're at Caesars Palace. Come see me. It's right out front. You cannot miss it right off the fountains. It's a great spot, Cafe Americano. We're going to be there. I'll be there before the show, obviously, at noon, and we'll be there afterwards. So about from 11 a.m., 11.30 to about 3 or 4 o'clock, we'll be on the air from noon to 2. Cafe Americano right there at Caesars. I don't ask for much, man. You know me. I want to have a Modelo with you. So come have a Modelo with me tomorrow outside. Uh, thanks to everybody who put the show together, especially Bobby, who had to be very, very flexible today. Great job, Bobby, as always. Thank you, everybody. Thanks to our great audience. We'll see you back here tomorrow on the radio as I'm live from Cafe Americano. Q's on deck. I saw his conversation with Warren Sapp, and he's got other big guests coming here, so you don't want to miss that in our entire lineup. See ya. See you tomorrow at Cafe Americano at Caesars, everybody. Thank you so much.
Appreciate it. Thank you guys.